Welcome to The Score, fantasy basketball podcast, where you get great advice on how to stay ahead of your competition here in these fantasy basketball streets. Now, the dopest analyst in fantasy basketball, Waver Wire Queen. What's going on, all my fantasy basketball fans? Today, I'm going to talk about some players you should add via the waiver wire. I will talk about players who have long-term value and short-term value. If you are a manager that has been struggling with injuries, some players that have not lived up to the hype at which they were drafted, this one is for you. All right, y'all, let's get right into it. Man, I don't know about you guys, but it's been a tough season thus far in fantasy basketball. I'm dealing with uh, multiple injuries. When I look down my roster, I'm like, wow, I don't have enough pitch slots for all the injuries. I actually run a league, and I have four IL slots, and this is on the Yahoo platform. And when I tell you, I got about six or seven players out and I can't afford to drop those players because these guys are just too good to just drop and let someone else pick up and then utilize them when they return. So I'm trying to be patient. And with patience, maybe else. So understand that if you have those really good players that you cannot afford to release, you may uh, lose a few games. However, you still have to work the waiver wire. Week five is going to be another tough week with injuries, and I'm going to give you a few players who can help you in the short term and who will help you long term. And I will let you know players have short and long term value. Make sure you hit that like button and subscribe to the channel to help make that channel grow. All right, y'all, let's just talk about it. I want to talk about it with you guys today. So... Hey, a lot of people talking a lot of trash about Eric Bledsoe. Yes, he has had a few games where he has stunk it up. When I say he's stinking it up, okay, yeah, he has. But he has long-term value. And a lot of those reasons stem from, one, Kawhi isn't available right now. And then the Clippers simply do not know when he is going to be available. So players like Bledsoe, Mann, Jackson, they have good value because, no, 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 let me correct that. They have great value because their best player may not even play this season. Eric Bledsoe has great long-term value because on a nightly basis, even when he's stinking it up because he's not going to shoot a high percentage from the field, he is still going to find a way to get you between 22 and 25 fantasy points. Now, I don't recommend him in a categories-based league because he's going to bring your field goal percentage down and you will lose in field goal percentage and three-point percentage. So he is strictly recommended in a points-based league because he has great value. If there's someone on a waiver wire who's going to consistently get you between 22 and 25 fantasy points, that is a player you want to have coming off your bench because you can use that production. You can't afford to have a player coming off your bench 
or just sitting on your bench and they are not helping your team. So if you have someone who is not producing, you need to move on from them and pick up someone like Bledsoe who has long-term value. And that is solely because Kawhi isn't available, okay? And again, availability is one of the most important things when you are playing fantasy basketball. I don't care if you score 20, 30 fantasy points. If you are not in my starting lineup because you are injured away or whatever the case may be, you have no value to my team. Bledsoe is going to get you those points. He is currently rostered between 37, 38% and on most major platforms for fantasy basketball. So consider picking him up. He's averaging 9.9 points, a little over three and a half rebounds, four assists, and he's going to get you one, maybe even two still um, per game. So this is good value. Again, I stress that he is not good for a category-based league because he is going to bring down your team's field goal percentage and three-point percentage, and you're going to lose both of those categories. So he is strictly good in a points-based league and highly recommended, if nothing else, to have coming off your bench. Let's say, for instance, if you were a team that is now relying on Ricky Rubio to be your starter, you may want to consider having someone like Eric Bledsoe coming off your bench to help. And again, he does not have to be that guy every night. However, there may be a night where you have to start Eric Bledsoe. And if he can get you between 22 and 25 fantasy points, then he has helped your team. Again, half a loaf is better than no loaf, which means some points is better than no points. I'd rather get the 25 from Bledsoe, then take a big fat donut, okay? And we don't do donuts. Another player who is really starting to play well since he has um, returned from injury is Shake Milton. That is right, guard with the Sixers. They have had a lot going on. You had um, Harris out with the whole COVID situation and beat out. Obviously, you all know what's going on with Ben. So he has finally been able to uh, return from injury and he is playing extremely well for the 76ers. He's averaging 12.4 points per game, three and a half rebounds and 3.4 assists, which is really good for someone who's going to come off your bench. I do feel like he has long-term value because Ben is not playing for the 76ers this year. If they don't know it, we all know something that they don't know. But he has long-term value unless they just tr end up trading Ben Simmons. They acquire someone who is going to um, cut into his minutes. I do not see it happening right now. So he has great value for the foreseeable future. He's rostered between 35 and 36% on uh, fantasy basketball platforms. So if you can pick him up and have him coming off your bench to help you on nights where you have players who are out due to load management, because we love load management, uh, injuries, and any other situations that will prevent your guys from playing, then Milton is definitely a great option. It's going to get you between 20 and 23 fantasy points on a nightly basis, which is really good. And he is shooting 47% from the field, which is great. And we love it. So 
We love the consistency because he has been consistent since he has returned. And as long as he can stay healthy and they don't trade for someone who is going to cut into his minutes, he, he has really good long-term value. Now let's talk about Lugent's board. Yep, love the steal and the score for the victory. That is what we love out here. He has great value. He's been playing well. He's a little um, dinged up. But nonetheless, he is showing that he brings consistency to the table. And that is something we need in a player coming off our bench. And a player who may potentially have to start for your team due to circumstances that you cannot control with your starters. So what he is doing for fantasy owners who have him and for the Thunder, he is averaging 14.9 points per game, which is really good. He's getting over 4.2 rebounds, which is great. And he is um, averaging 1.9 assists, which isn't too bad, but that's not what we are uh, getting him for. He has long-term value. I can see him playing well for the entire season. He's going to get you between 21 and 24 fantasy points, which is really good value coming off your bench. Again, remember, he can sit on your bench. And if you need him to start for a period of time because you have players out due to injuries and whatnot, he is going to produce. He can be slotted in in the guard slot or the forward slot. Or if you have utilities, you know, you can slide him into that uh, position as well. So... Again, the only knock about him is he's only shooting 39.5% from the field, which isn't great, which means I would not recommend him for a categories-based league because he's going to bring down your field goal percentage. And although he may get you 14, 15 points, it's still not good enough to really help you in a categories-based league unless it's just a spot start. However, in a points-based league, He's getting you between 22 and 24, maybe even 25 points, which is going to help your team. Again, we need those points. That is the most important thing. I don't care how we get the points. We get the points. I don't care who it's coming from. We need those points. We want those points. And we will pick up the players who we feel is going to help us get those points. And if he is available, pick him up. He's rostered in 42% of leagues which means he is available he's out there okay i feel like his um percentage should be much higher than 42 percent. he should be rostered higher because he is consistent if you have a consistent player you have a chance it's the inconsistent players that start messing with your mind and have you wondering uh what should i do should i start him should i bench him and then once you bench him then they go off and have a great game but with uh Gort, you know you're getting uh, the 14, 15 points on a nightly basis and at least four rebounds, which is good. So what you going to do? Pick him up, pick him up, pick him up. That's what I'm talking about, y'all. And again, um, earlier this week, I released a video on players who are injured. So you go and check that video out. And if you have any players who are out and injured, some of these guys on this list will help you. Some of these uh, guys for week five that you should consider picking up via the waiver wire is going to help you. So the players I'm recommending, pick them up. They may be able to help you based on um, the injuries and everything that's going on currently in basketball. Josh Hart has um, great value 
even in a BFS, his salary is only what, 4,900. He's a guard or forward, whichever he can play. And he's going to produce, he's going to give you some points. He's going to give you some rebounds, some assists, some assists, he's going to do a little bit of everything. And he's going to do it um, at an efficient rate. Right now, he is shooting 54% from the field. I expect that to go down a little bit, but nonetheless, you know that, hey, I'm getting a guy who's currently averaging 11 points on the season, 5.6 rebounds, and 2.4 assists, and he's shooting over 50% from the field. That is consistency. Going to get you between 20 and 23 fantasy points on a nightly basis. I know that Ingram has returned, but nonetheless, that doesn't stop us. And he's a good young player and he should be able to help the Pelicans because they need all the help they can get y'all. But we don't care about that. He can help us in fantasy. He's only rostered at 40 to 42%, which is low for what he can do. And the fact that he can play either the guard spot or the forward spot. He can play two of two positions. And if they want to go small ball, I don't know, maybe they put him at center. I don't think that's a good idea. But uh, with the Pelicans, you just never know. But for our purposes, the fact that we can utilize him in two different positions, that's even better value. And the fact that he's going to be efficient when he's doing it, he is a player that you may be able to utilize, whether that is a head-to-head points or category-based league. He's a player that's going to shoot a high percentage and do a bunch of other things. He's gonna do several different things. And he has great long-term value. So if you're looking for a player just to have on your bench to help you out, again, when Ingram was out, he was able to slide in there and help the Pelicans um, be competitive because they didn't win, <laughs> win any games, but nonetheless, he's helping us out. And that's all we looking at is help. Now let's talk about some great centers that you guys should consider picking up now, Embiid is uh, currently out because of the health and safety protocol um, due to COVID. Um, we got Jacob Portal out, and, you know, he was having a great season, a career year. So we have to figure out who are, are we going to pick up to help us with these guys. Obviously, we probably didn't get an opportunity to pick up Andre Drummond because he was playing well. Prior to him getting hurt, so he most likely was rostered at a high rate prior to this uh, news with Embiid. But nonetheless, there are other options that you can consider if you can't get Embiid. Mason Plumley, center with the Hornets. He can play the center slot or the power forward slot. He's rostered between 58 and 60 percent. Um, he's going to get you between 21 and 24 fantasy points. He's going to score some points, get you some rebounds, he's going to shoot a high percentage from the field. He is not going to produce at the same level as Embiid and Porto. Porto. Nonetheless, he's going to still help your team. He's averaging 6.6 points. Per game, 7.8 rebounds, shooting 57% from the field. And yes, he is getting at least one block per game, which is good for your team. I actually picked him up in one of uh, the leagues. I took over a team for someone, so I picked him up in a, on a sleeper app. So he's been able to help me here or there with uh, injuries. So keep that in mind if you are looking for a center. I feel like he has 
long-term value because he's going to do this for the majority of, of the season. He is the starting center for the Hornets. So this is not just, oh, let's play him for two games. If he's going to be giving you at a max of 25 points, that's somebody I still want on my bench. If you are looking for rebounds and high field goal percentage and you can't go with any of your top dogs in a category category-based league, then he should be able to help you. Now, Thaddeus Young is, he's playing center, y'all. Never thought I'd see uh, the day where Thaddeus Young would be classified as a center, but obviously this is a new era, a small ball, positionless ball, and yes, he is playing well. He is now rostering um, over 55% of uh, Yahoo leagues. He is still out there, that means I would able to pick him up to help me um, a night or two ago. And he is pretty much playing what's going to be efficient from the field. He's shooting 63% from the field. So that should tell you all you need to know there. He is averaging 7.6 points and getting a little over four rebounds per game, which is great. Now, this is just a short-term situation. Once um, Hortle returns, then Thaddeus Young's value should decrease because they are in a rebuild and he wasn't playing much prior to that. So I expect him to go back into that role. Maybe they'll utilize what he's doing right now to showcase that, hey, he still has some great value and maybe they'll uh, end up trading, trading him to a team. That'll be helpful. So yes, again, this is just short term. Daniel Thice is another good option. Hope you in spot starts. I don't feel like he's going to have consistent value. He's been a little consistent. They're in rebuild mode, and they have some really uh, good players and obviously, Christian Wood. So he can help you, though, on, on most nights. He's going to get you between 17 and 19 fantasy points. He is definitely available in over 74 75% of most leagues. He's averaging nine points. Um, a little over four and a half rebounds per game, and he's going to shoot a high percentage from the field. That is really good. Another center slash forward to consider is Hassan Whiteside. He has great value. He's a type of player who can come off your bench and damn near get you a double-double on most nights. He's averaging 7.3 points, 7.8 rebounds, and is going to at least get you a block. And he's shooting almost 60% from the field, which is really, really good, and that's great. And he definitely has great value in a category and points-based league because of the rebounds and the high shooting percentage. And I'm not saying he's someone you should start every night because if you have someone like Joker, then obviously you're not gonna be starting him every night. You're gonna start him when he off, but he's definitely a good option to consider and stash on, on your bench. Like if you have consistent play from someone who's coming off your bench to help you, that's just what you really need to be consistent and compete at a high level every night and potentially um, make a push for the playoffs. Now, this is a stash. And when I say stash, this can go two, two ways. It can either be a good thing or it can be a bad thing. But nonetheless, 
someone else is considering this as well, James Wiseman. Obviously, last season, his playing time was a bit inconsistent. It was all over the place. Um, I'm not sure the Warriors really knew 100% what to do with him. Do they? Can they use him? Obviously, they can. Best team in uh, the league right now with an 11-1 record, and they are waiting for Klay Thompson and James Wiseman to return. Crap. That's crap right there. That's crazy, y'all. Nonetheless, he is rostered in about 50% on most platforms. That means you got a 50% chance to uh, log into your, to your app, whatever app you're using, and see he's available in stashing on your bench. Last season, he averaged between 18 and 20 fantasy points. He averaged 11.5 points and 5.8 rebounds. But the only issue was the uh, inconsistency with his minutes, pretty much his playing time. So I do believe that he'll be on a minutes restriction when he first returns because, you know, he's going to still be recovering. They're going to be cautious with him. And he's got to get back into that basketball shape where he's actually playing um, in a live game. So be patient if you – do decide to pick him up and know that this can go either really good or really bad. Nonetheless, um, sometimes you do have to take chances in order to position yourself to win. Adding Wiseman is not a, a high-risk situation. This is, uh, to me, a low-risk, high-reward type of deal. So where if, he, if you do put him in your uh, lineups and he doesn't perform. You can move on to some of the other guys that I mentioned, but see how they utilize him. Once he is cleared to play um, 40 minutes, which they won't play him at 40 minutes, but if you see that they're giving him at least 25 minutes on a nightly basis, then he is going to be at at least 12 points, six, seven rebounds, and shoot a solid percentage from the field. But you do want to see if they're going to give him the consistent minutes. And if you can snatch up play, which I doubt he's a, he's uh, available, but if he happens to be available and you're able to stash him on your bench, there's an IL slot, then do so. And then let's talk about Bruce Brown really quickly. He is going to be inconsistent as hell, but nonetheless, he is still a good option in spot start. So this is not a player that you can rely on every night, but he is a player that you should be able to rely on some nights. You just got to figure the night out. No, he's averaging between 15 to 19 points, but he is um, a good add if you are just struggling and need help. I mean, there are so many players who are out, and when you're looking on waivers and you're scrolling through and you're looking and you're like, oh, my God, there's no one out there, and if he's out there and you just need him, for, say, um, tonight or tomorrow or whenever his next game is, and you're needing that 15 to 19 fantasy points, then he, he should be able to get you that. And on a good night, he may get you 30, but it's going to be inconsistent for him. He is available in over 90-plus percent. He's available, y'all. So you may scroll and see that he's available. And, again, he is going to be inconsistent, but he is now in the rotation because of injuries and then – He's just one of their more reliable players. Well, I'll say this. He was one of the more reliable players last season. So let's see if he can get a bit more consistent because they need some help with the points, okay? They need 
more of their role players to step up. And he's one of those role players that has shown us that he is capable of stepping up and helping Harden and the great KD win games. And he may be able to help you on a night where you're looking for 15 fantasy points from someone. So consider him. And he's not someone I would say you keep on your roster, okay? He is someone that you use and then you move on from him. Unless you see that he has started pushing 20 to 25 fantasy points on a nightly basis, he's a player that is only good for the night, okay? And that's one night not make this a consistent situationship. This is one of those one night stands, okay? You utilize him that one time and you move on from uh, Brown, okay? So just be be wise and make those right decisions. All right, y'all, thank you for tuning in. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you can help the channel grow. And so you are staying ahead of your competition and positioning yourself to win every week and compete at the highest level. Make sure you leave any comments, questions you may have about anything fantasy basketball related. Also, if you are a fan of fantasy football, check out my channel, Wave Wire Queen. Thanks for listening to The Score Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to The Score for more fun and great advice on how to win at fantasy basketball. And if you've got comments or questions about the score, send them to WaverWireQueen at gmail.com. The Score.